0: You're listening to Barely on Topic with VA. When I think of a slap shot, I think of defenseman. It's like the only shot I this is what I got. Let's do it! Nick. Here comes the bagel boy himself. Anthony. Joe, Sackman, Sacco. Jeff. Then I moved to Canada. And Tim.
1: Probably not.
0: Welcome to Barely Topic, Season 2, Episode 32. We're here with Anthony and Jeff and Tim. No Nick this week. That's how it is. Almost full crew.
2: I'm back, y'all. We hear you uh, yeah. Yeah, being cool with me gone for a little while. Life's just been a little hectic lately, and unfortunately, this took a backseat for a little while. But I'm happy to be back. Saying earlier in the week, I was like, I freaking miss these guys. And I miss being, uh, miss being available to you all. So the fucking Yay. way she goes, but it's
3: awesome to have you back,
2: Anthony. Thank you. Um,
0: so, we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. I didn't think it would be that eventful, but uh, oh, what am I kidding? I knew it was going to be eventful, but I didn't know there would be so much stuff that would be available as a topic for us this week. Later on in the episode, we're going to talk a little more extensively about the draft, specifically what the Bruins have done, but we do have a bunch of other things to touch on before then. And I think we're going to have to start with the victory lap that I did not give Jeff last week when he had said in the past that Vegas should not take on anybody else's bad deals. And somebody else from Puck Daddy, who was it from Puck Daddy? was It, it was
3: Ryan Lambert.
0: <laughs> well, somebody else agreed with Jeff. So I choose to think of it as he listened to us and he came up with the idea, because Jeff actually said it first. But Jeff gets to take a victory lap.
3: woohoo! And, and ultimately, when the draft happened, which we'll get to in detail, by and large, I was vindicated. The bad contracts that were taken on were ones taken on as parts of trades, not as parts of expansion.
0: Oh, um, like uh, Riley Smith?
3: <laughs> <laughs> this one just blows my fucking mind. So, so, so... Everyone was concerned after the Cats exposed Smith and uh, Jonathan Marchessault so and uh, Jason Demer in uh, when they announced the protection list. It's like, what the fuck are they doing, right? And then so it's like, okay, everyone's like, okay, they're going to lose Marchessault. So. He's he's scored thirty goals. He only cost seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for another year. Then he's UFA, which means he's going to be a fucking big return I'm a trade deadline guy, right? But then something funny happened. They acquired Smith for a fucking fourth round pick next year what the and fuck? still took march or so what the fuck are the are the cats doing but in any case like like don't get me wrong i don't like riley smithy it's way too fucking streaky his eyebrows bug me the fuck out but uh i just i just uh it just just makes me so excited to see this this streaky one day excellent the next day ghost player just just get tossed around, like, like th- thrown aside like you, like, like trash. That's a worse return than we got for Riley Smith. And we got Jimmy Hayes in that trade. You, we also disposed of um, Savard's, the abstract concept of Mark Savard. But
0: you, you forgot to mention that he looks
3: like an oven mitt. Yes, he does. He looks like a he, he, either the Arby's or the hamburger helper spokesman, your choice. Either way, mitten glove does not matter.
0: I I'm just using your words, not mine. So. I know.
3: He's loving it. Yeah. And and it just it just I, I just I just find it very funny. And so now his uh five million a year for five fucking years is uh is Vegas' problem. For now. I kinda, like it. I kinda like it for Vegas, not gonna lie. Oh here's the thing about Riley Smith is a, a perfectly cromulent player. He's frustrating, there's no scenario he's worth five million dollars. At least not consistently. Based on his track record, he'll probably be worth five million dollars this year, but not next year.
0: Why don't we move on a little bit, talking about some other Vegas expansion draft stuff. It happened during the NHL Awards, and I saw an hour of that, and it was just as disjointed and awful as you could imagine. So, let's just start off by saying that Vegas took 13 D-men.
3: They just what like Vegas. That's a, it's a testament to how shitty the forwards that were available were.
0: Uh, yeah, but, you, you know, they've already they've already flipped two of them over to Montreal and Carolina. So, they took David... Shlomo Schlemko and put him over in uh, Habsville, and Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who was a Blackhawk, who is now a Hurricane. Yes, Carolina Hurricane. Yeah.
3: TVR wasn't a expansion draft. He was trade. He was the trade fodder to get them to take Marcus Kruger. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, doesn't matter. They already flipped him. Who cares? We can we can get to the finer points in this if you want, but um, I really don't want to. It's not but, my time. you know,
3: most relevant, and we talked about this at great length last week, Nick was kind of upset that he was exposed, and sure enough, Vegas took Colin Miller.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, I had a feeling that I might have said, oh, expose Colin, and then they would take Colin, and then I might be upset about it after. But see how I am right now? I've been carrying this the whole time. I'm not really upset about it.
3: I'm not too concerned that we lost Colin. I'm concerned that Levert, by process of losing Colin, means that we still have McQuaid, Bileski, and Hayes on the roster. Yeah. It's not, it's not the loss of Colin. It's the not losing someone else. Now, we're also one of the very few teams that didn't bother trying to make some sort of a deal to get, make someone else go away. My guess is because Sweeney deemed first-round pick was not worth making Matt Bileski go away.
0: Bileski, if the group has value...
3: Yeah, he, he, I think of one. Oh, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Hayes has no value. He will, I'm sure, be a fantastic sco- scoring forward in Providence next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you know, <laughs> the people, you know, all over Twitter, people were either really upset or thought it was okay that uh, Colin Miller was gone. Obviously, it depends on how you look at things. You know, Colin you, Miller's lost as opposed to Jimmy wow. Hayes and whomever. Well, there's a good chance that Vegas wasn't going to take them anyway.
3: Well, yeah. Here's the thing: is yeah, exactly. It would have been required quite a bit. And think about how much teams had to give up to get certain players to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Columbus had to give up a first and a future. Had to give up a first and a second. I think next year. No, nope, two years from now, in order to get them to take David Clarkson and protect players they wanted to keep. The Flyers had to give a first to get them to take Mikhail Grabowski, who only has one more year term. That wasn't going to the, the fucking play. That was the Islanders. You said Flyers. I that's it. I meant yes. Weird. Yes, Islanders. And then the frickin' uh, um, Winnipeg having to trade down in the first round to get rid of Chris Thorburn, who, mind you, is a pending UFA. Basically, they wanted to lose no one else, even though they have a lot of shitty players that they could have, that would have underturned that they would have been better off losing. So, anyway, so that's how they ended up with the three first round picks, right? Ultimately. So, that's a pretty high cost for a lot of teams to pay to get shitty players off their teams. So. I've thought about it so in a while I would have loved to have seen Bolesky's hit go away. Because right now his trade value is nil. After the season he just had. I don't think I was interested in paying the price necessary to make it happen.
0: Nope. No. I've,
3: now now that said, I think maybe a second or a third could have gotten to take McQuaid instead of of no of Chalier.
1: One thing I will say about the uh, expansion draft that surprised me was uh they didn't have the first of all Vegas didn't take Mrazek, and Detroit didn't have to give up anything to for them to not take Mrazek.
3: Nope, I don't know. Did you guys listen to um uh, uh, audio post on the Scouting Post? Did he recorded on Sunday?
0: No, you can tell oh, us yeah.
3: about it though. Um, so so a lot of it was uh, um, he talked about that in an argument he had, a discussion he had with quote someone he referred to as his friend Nick on Twitter. I don't think it was our Nick. But Arnick, had, but Arnick had a very similar position on the matter. If you recall, Arnick was rather upset about uh, the Colin Miller exposure, whereas the rest of us were reasonably zen about it at the time. Mm. Myself included, somehow, even though I thought I'd be more upset about it. Um, basically, you know, the main part of his post was explaining, like, look, guys, you're overmaking what this is. It's like, there's the most valuable players. And Ludicke, again, repeatedly says, like, yes, Colin Miller is the far more talented player than Kevin. But he's just like it's it's a team building thing, and he he explains it as a team building matter, and it's like this is what the team values. The team doesn't think that they can replace what Colin, what Kevin brings as much as Colin. This is where I disagreed with with them, with with Kirk, because both of them are eminently replaceable players. They're both good at what they do, but both are incredibly replaceable. That said, in that context, that particular paradigm, it makes more sense because what Jiller brings is more replaceable than what Kevin brings, probably. Because Kevin is ultimately actually a very good stay-at-home defenseman, not excellent, but very good. Whereas Colin Miller is a average-ish puck mover with upside. In that I context, think, it makes a lot of sense.
2: I think too, if you know Sweeney keeps talking about how he wants to add another left D, and if he ends up not being able to do it for a reasonable price, Kevin can play the left side. So that's your insurance.
3: Except now you've just like pitched a. Kevin McQuaid third pairing, and that's going to just, just like that would be bad. Well,
2: no, I, I mean I understand. Don't get me wrong. I would that, and I, that's why I wanted to see McQuaid gone. We'll circle so back everything. to
3: that eventually. I have a, I have an idea on that matter specifically, actually, but uh, not now. So, yeah, Kirk. Other, all other than that, he talked about it, it was like, yeah, they exposed period Morazic, but you know, there's a lot of questions, about attitude issues with Morazic, and it's interesting the defense the goalies they ended up with. It's like, um, uh, Barobi is uh, a pending UFA. They're probably not going to sign him, realistically. Basically, the Isles paid them to take literally nothing from him, as long as they also took Robovsky in trade. I don't know. Expansion was less exciting than it was. There's a lot of plugs. A lot of UFAs at the end of the year. I'm not sure how many of them are going to be able to flips. because a lot of them are really awful. But uh,
0: It seemed to eh. me that at one point, McPhee was just participating in this because he had to. I'd like to think that he has a grander plan, and that he will enact that plan, starting with free agency and seeing who else he can get rid of.
3: Well, that's just it. They have so many defense, defensemen that are on one-way contracts. A lot of these fuckers are, are, are leaving Vegas in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the rumor was that Colin Miller was going to be flipped to Toronto. That Bob McKenzie said that seemed to be media-driven more so than actual truth. You know, so so far, he's staying
3: but Colin that, Miller's not the player they need. Toronto needs a first or second pair right D. He is neither of those.
0: Right. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying that's what the rumor was. And he's most likely, and, and in fact, I, I would say like 99% sure he's not going to Toronto. Because if he were, he'd be gone by now.
3: Um, also, nice. they only drafted two right D. There is no fucking way they're trading Colin Miller unless the, unless the return's good. Yeah. All those deals, sorry, but they've traded a few of the D that are still on their team. He, he and Derek fucking Engeland are the only red shots.
0: <sighs> oh, well. You know what? Good for Vegas. You made it through your first expansion draft. You made it through your first regular draft. And it'll be interesting to see what the team looks like after this.
1: Yeah, I think they have a lot of change coming. Like, I don't... I suspect a lot of the players that took in the expansion draft aren't going to be there.
0: So, Tim, I'm I'm curious. Are you going to get like um some like NHL Center Ice things so you can watch your second team?
1: Um, no, I'll probably just use a stream that is online. Oh, there's there are other ways of finding streams, so I don't have to shell out the money for the Center Ice. Okay. Honestly,
3: to a certain degree, the pirate streams are sometimes. Better than the legal ones. The lags usually less. And but I will be watching as
1: many games as I can. That's for sure. The only thing that stinks is the three-hour time difference.
0: Is it three hours or is it two?
3: I thought it was three. Vegas is Pacific time.
0: So I was just curious about what Tim's viewing habits were going to be on this because he's got a second team and it's their inaugural year. And
1: I'll definitely watch as much as I can.
0: Ah. Yes. Okay. You know what? There was something else that was going on during that whole expansion draft thing. It was the NHL awards, which was a terrible production again, yet again. It was just but
2: something
3: something important. happened.
0: I'm getting there. <laughs> oh my God. I did not get that far into it. I got an hour into it. And it was just like, we're going to announce a, an award right now. Okay, back to Catherine and some other dude. Oh, George McPhee, tell us five people that you're going to draft from these teams in this order. And it was like, oh, my God, just fucking make it easy. Like, we're taking this person and this person and this person. Done. Oh, God, it was awful drawn out crap. But the most important award was given out early in the ceremony. and It was given to one Patrice Bergeron. Woohoo! It was his fourth Selkie. Uh, he has been nominated six times. He has won four times. He has... twice. He... Yes. Uh, he is now tied with the man who gave him the award that night.
3: For the for the most ever. With Bob Gainey, who, you know, won it all the times in the 70s with the Habs. Yes.
0: It was very, very interesting. Uh, coincidentally, Jay Baruchel gave out the award, said Patrice's name perfectly because he is from Montreal, and um, he looked like he was coked out. Like, mm. I knew... I knew he was a standard I mean, dude, but he seemed coked out.
3: I mean, he kind of looks that a lot, but uh, yeah, maybe. He's I don't sounded know. And see that. That's an actual too. case of like someone like who belongs there because he's T.K. He's not a, he's not an A-lister, but he's well known being a hockey guy. He wrote both Goon movies. Yeah, right? and directed so. the
0: second one. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, yes.
1: what you're saying is Bergeron gain need an award at the ceremony. <sighs>
3: Tim, that was unfortunate. That was tragically forced for you there, Tim. That was not one of your better plays. <laughs> so yay, Bergy! One more, and he hits the all-time record, and we know he's going to get another one. Yeah. Too bad he should have already set the record by now. But this is true. He should have six now because Jonathan Taves and Anjia Kopitar can go fuck themselves. Especially Taves. Taves can go fuck himself twice.
2: And it's really it's not Kopitar
3: that deserves. To Preferably, fuck would Preferably with, with that sentient
2: bag of syphilitic of
3: dicks that follows him around.
0: Okay. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Go,
2: Andy. <laughs> it's really not Kopitar's fault, though. It's the hockey writer's fault. Because that was, he's been nominated a whole bunch of times, and we should probably win one of them. No, fuck that.
3: Well, this is was they, they, basically Last year's awards was all about the Pro Hockey Writers Association finally taking the accusations of East Coast bias ser- seriously and thereby overcompensating for giving two undeserving West Coast players the awards
2: funny they were both kings
3: yeah weird huh it's like there's only one team in the west coast yeah that checks out actually okay nope vegas sure yes now yes
0: well they're not really the coast but i'll give it to you they're They're in the pacific (laughs) okay first of all there are the san jose sharks i know that they're there because i saw naked players today and two actually no i didn't want to see naked players at all so yep. Yep. That was a lot of that was a lot
3: of, of, of
0: pasty white of skin beer. and beard. Yes.
1: Apparently, I missed something. So.
3: Oh, oh so wow. some pictures bouncing around from from the uh, ESPN's The Body issue. The hockey players this year are uh, um, Thornton and um, uh, Burns. And oh, nice.
0: I wish they had kept their clothes on. Thank you. That's all I wanted to say. That, neither one of them has an extraordinary
3: body. You know it's not like the one of the it's not like the one in the time where where, where where Chara showed us the angle of his dangle.
0: <laughs> I was actually really I was thinking about the Chara shoot and I was not thinking about that I was just thinking about his sculpted abs but thanks for bringing that up again and now all I'm going to be thinking about is Chara Dong so great
3: I mean it's got to be majestic that's like 12 feet tall
0: I believe that we had like a, a game of horror about this and you did not like it so we're not going to talk about Chara in that way right now but let's just talk about how Brett Burns has more tattoos that I even care about. And I didn't want to see his pasty white body, and it's not that extraordinary. And come I on have now, tattoos a greasy could
3: He's got tattoos, a greasy beard, and he keeps snakes. This is a man not to be trusted. Most of the snakes. Fuck that.
0: He's probably Slytherin just like me, except I am not really a fan of the man bun and the greasy beard or
2: the just not wearing teeth thing
1: that's right i did see something about the body issue because uh what's his face from the celtics isaiah thomas is in it
2: didn't jason Demirs say something about like i bet that's not the first time he also has
3: it as his banner on his on uh, twitter now
2: oh
0: that they played naked hockey
3: well no no no. he has that image jason Demers has um that image as his well, banner now
0: well i i knew that but i was uh, to anthony i should have said to anthony what that they were playing naked hockey
3: yeah if they looked that excited at staring each other's eyes while, while while dick out, yeah, possibly that as well. You do, you guys, you do, you.
0: Would you <laughs> rather that they were looking at other things? And hey, I thought you were really comfortable with your sexuality. What's wrong I am with a bunch of naked guys going around playing hockey, except oh my god, I don't yeah. want to see that.
1: <laughs> apparently, the U.S. National Women's Hockey Team is supposed to be in it too.
0: Well, Hillary Knight's already done it.
1: Yeah, well, this time the whole team is in it, apparently.
0: Look, I, you know what? I don't really have an issue with the thing, with, with the, the the actual photo shoot, body issue, whatever. I don't have a problem with that because some people have some really amazing bodies and you're not seeing anything in a really lewd way, right? It's just, it is celebrating the body. But it's just like, I don't know, those two guys, just like, ugh.
3: Tyler's second one was the most fucked up and awkward because, like, whatever the hell he was doing to that poor rubber duck.
0: <laughs> okay, you know what? Why? Why do you insist on doing this to me, Jeff? Is this? Have I, have I been that mean to you? I am so sorry. I mean, like, I apologize for being a dick to you and to Tim and probably to Anthony. Please stop. Stop doing this.
2: Stop rubber ducky. What needs to happen is Tyler needs to apologize to that fucking rubber ducky. (laughs) Yeah. That poor rubber ducky. You know, I thought about bringing that up when we were talking, when you brought up Chara. It's like, yeah. I think I'm going to sit this one out.
0: Stop duck abuse. Oh my god. No, I, I had forgotten all about the Tyler Sagan one, and then Jeff had to re- remind me because Jeff really hates me.
2: Well, I don't get to forget about it, unfortunately, because whenever Emily's talking about hockey players, she's like, yeah, look at this one. Pulls that up. Ah, damn it. You know, surprisingly,
3: I do very little of that. It's also just Yoshi. You just like, have that like as a, as a t-shirt underneath at all times, just in case, right?
0: <laughs> I don't... What? <laughs> I have not made a T-shirt with Roman Yossi on it with a big heart saying "Mine forever." I don't. I do was that was very
3: specific, and I was not that specific, VA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I,
1: I'm kind of disappointed now with that Tyler Sagan shoot. They really missed an opportunity when he was on the Zamboni to put a bumper sticker on the Zamboni that says, "This vehicle yields or stops for ducks." Oh. They should have. Oh, come on.
0: Um, is it because it of the rubber ducky, or is it because he yeah, plays exactly. really terribly against the ducks?
3: It's
1: because of the rubber duck. They could have, you know, carried the duck theme throughout
3: the entire shoot. You see, that would have gone as fully as not just, you know, showing, but also like, o- openly, uh, openly saying that he fucks ducks. Oh, well, God.
0: Oh, I don't. This is getting in a really terrible place, and I really would like to stop it. The most important thing, though, about the Bergeron victory, too, that I learned anyway, was that there is another baby Bergeron on the way. Oh. There is? That I missed. Uh, yeah. There aren't that many pictures out there. You can go to uh, Marina Molnar's Twitter and find the only picture that I could find that actually shows a reveal. Uh, Most other people had a picture and took it down for whatever reason. I I think they kind of want to be quiet about it. But, uh, mm. yeah, she's, I would guess she's probably five to six months along. I'm guessing that baby's coming in October again. Oh. So, he did all that impressive stuff, won the Selkie for all that impressive stuff, and still put a bun in the oven. With,
2: with, with a, a sports turn
1: What <laughs> a champ.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: God. No. <laughs>
2: Is there anything Bergeron can't do? I win!
0: (laughs) Uh. I mean, come on, let's face it. All a guy has to do is lay there. In that case. It
3: still involves the places where the sports journey are causing maximum problem.
2: Uh. (laughs) And you know we didn't just lay there either, because it's Bergeron and he's perfect.
3: I'm sure he's a gentleman in bed. We'll leave it there.
0: Not like Jamie Ben. So anyway... Uh, (laughs) so anyway yes baby bergeron is on the way bruins have released their schedule in the past week as all other 30 teams have and opening night thanks to tim i know this specifically opening night is october 5th and guess who's coming to town
3: nashville
0: nashville
3: so have you bought tickets already then,
0: Um, I have tried, but they're not on sale yet. Or at least they are I can't find them. I tried. But it, there's actually,
3: a button that says buy tickets on the Bruins website there, on the calendar schedule.
0: There is, but when you go to the corresponding um, Ticketmaster page, it says no events in the area yet. Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, um, I will get tickets to that somehow, some way. We'll figure this out. Don't you worry your little heads about this one. Or your big heads. Whatever size heads. I'm not going to
3: discriminate. We played the Knights for the first time on, on October 15th in Vegas.
0: And you know what?
3: You're going to that one, too?
0: I'm going to that one, too.
3: Vegas, baby! So, you, so, you, so you're doing a, 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 a Colorado-Arizona-Vegas combo a combo play there, or no?
0: We're going to skip the Arizona one. And I'll tell you <laughs> what. Well, not just because Arizona sucks. But, um... We basically figured that we can only back to
3: backs. So you got to drive between them, okay?
0: That's that was the thing. Um, there's only 22 hours between the start of one and the uh, start of the other, uh, and you have to sleep, uh, watch the game, and whatever in between, and drive. So it's it's going to be hard to do that. So what we what we we've decided to do is we're going to go to Colorado, catch the game there, and then it will be then. There will be um, a few days in between those two games, and so we'll have the chance for some other travel.
3: Oh, and and, and Denver to, to Vegas—that should be a fucking awesome drive.
0: Well, it's it's only like eleven hours to do. Well, no, that. I
3: mean that in positive sense because you're, you're crossing some fucking killer terrain there, right? Like right, through right. Southern, like, like through southern Utah and stuff.
0: Right. I've never been to Utah or Colorado or um, Nevada. I've never been to the three of them. Uh, I've been to Arizona before, but Glenn is also, like, Glenn said to me, have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? Wait a minute, you haven't been to the Grand Canyon, have you? I'm like, no, that was you. You went. Because I I could not take vacation one time, and he really needed to go away. And uh, I said, go. Go on the cross-country trip to see the Grand Canyon.
1: I went there um, when I was younger with, on a family trip. And uh, we hiked down part of the Bright Angel Trail, which goes down into the canyon. Wow and uh holy crap it was like i mean it's it's a wide enough trail where you can have like people going like both like up each direction so down and up however you're close to the edge and you're just kind of like "Eh, oh my gosh like it, it it makes you wonder how like the donkeys and stuff that they have that go up and down there um how they do it because wow
0: I'll be honest with you. I'm super clumsy, and I have no desire to go down into it. Uh, but I would like to take in the majesty of it. Yes, I'm excited. Hockey vacation.
3: Woo! And related, Tim, you probably need to get your ass to Boston for November second. November second. That's the night's visiting Boston.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I
3: I really want
1: I I really want to see that. That would be pretty cool. If, I haven't gone to a Bruins game probably in. 15 years anyway, and the first one being against Vegas, that would be pretty cool.
0: You should go. Why not?
1: Yeah. Do I, it. Could look at, I could look at tickets. It wouldn't be that hard to get tickets, I'm sure, for that game.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people will say, nah, it's okay.
3: <laughs> I, I have a hunch that Vegas will be a very difficult team to watch this year. But
0: you know what? <laughs> That's the good time to get in.
1: That's that Yes.
0: Mean? You know? and At least
1: they have math, and I'm kind of happy about that, to be honest.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, you should definitely see it. Take it in. Always enjoy your second teams if you can.
3: So so there's some other quirks with the schedule. Yes. Um, we want to start with yours first, or, or uh, we'll, we'll, we'll close with it. We'll crescendo with that. So we have 14 back-to-backs this season, which is a lot. Just kind of shitty. But, you know, I guess it's the fucking way she goes.
0: They can't be the only team that plays a lot of back-to-backs. But it, it does seem kind of... Dumb. It
3: feels like we always play an unreasonably large number of them and this is why I'm sort of coming around to your notion that maybe we should have a 70 game season
0: Ah well I prefer 60 but I'll take 70. I'm not I'm
3: not signing on to 60 but 70 I think would be pretty reasonable.
0: 14 back to backs I think we should do some research and see who else has um, if we are average or we get too many or whatever and then we can complain
3: the league. Anyway, so, so, so there's a weird other schedule quirk that you wanted to talk about.
0: Yes! Yes, it's the one that basically broke out on hockey Twitter that everyone had a major fucking cow about, and I gotta tell you, I am concerned about it. It ain't great. No, it's no. not. Um, the Bruins play the Habs for the first time this season in January. The season coming up in January, okay, and that is bizarre because we would like to spread out our Habs hatred over the whole course of the season. But I mean, it, it, it but, syncs
3: up nicely with that quirk where, for some reason, we only, you know, where you play some of your in division teams four to four times, others so five. Why the fuck the Habs are always a four team, a four time playing team, whereas you play fucking Buffalo five most seasons.
0: Well, yeah, um, okay, so. You know, I think maybe the schedule makers want us to have a good Christmas. That's what it is. They don't want us to feel the hatred or something. So they pushed.
3: So they're going to put them in the, in the annual hell march that is January.
0: Yes. They, they moved it all to January. And and what they did is literally they moved it all into January because we play the Habs. The Bruns play the Habs three times. Within a seven day span Or eight day depending on how you count it In January They play at the Habs on the 13th They play at home against the Habs On the 17th And at the Habs again on the 20th of January All January And oh if that weren't bad enough We have two other games in there In that week We have, yeah,
3: we, have f- we have five games in eight days Yes Including three against the fucking Habs <laughs> uh-huh. It's like uh, and incidentally, insults. in terms of narratives, the second game of that five stretch is at home against Dallas. Uh. And and in terms of, of 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 prominent Bruins traded away for less than stellar returns, we also play at Brooklyn on the 18th. Like honestly, that's like that's just like eight days of fuck. And that's a bad fuck, not a good fuck.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go on vacation and miss all that. Except I won't, because I need to see it all. I need I to see f- it all. I need to hear all of the shitty narratives, and I will be very angry. You know. So that's I that's f-
3: Claude, <laughs> Claude, Tyler, Claude, Johnny insides, Claude again.
2: Johnny insides. Yeah, yeah oh, Johnny and Islanders and on
3: the 18th. Oh. Johnny insides. Yeah. Sid and Chuck. Sid
2: and and Chuck. you're forgetting too <laughs> the whole. Tuca can't play against Montreal. Bruins can't beat Montreal at home. Because those are the, like, low-hanging fruit ones, too. Fuck!
0: One I'm going to recommend this, however you can do this. This is how we have to counteract that week. Ready? I recommend this to all fans.
1: Heroin. Like, oh.
0: No. You say that we're fucked, right? I recommend, however you can do it, get fucked. Like, the right way. During this whole stretch. As much I will as you do can. My best. Just do it. Find a girl, find a guy, find
1: a girl and a guy. Find whatever.
0: Do it. Just just counteract the shittiness of this. The fucktitude of this. And just get it. Bang it out. Mm. That's what you need to do. Or if that's not your thing, because I know it's not everybody's thing. Find something really positive that is going to counteract the shittiness of that week.
3: I, I, can Alcohol. Sp- I can speak to, to the positive effects of uh, rally sex on Grown's games.
0: Rally sex? What?
3: Games were that I've taken um, uh, a break from midway um, to get busy have tended to uh, turn around. Um, and game one against the Habs in that 2014 series would be an example of that. Then why the heck haven't you done this every game? I don't want to um, talk about it, Tim! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jeff, oh, I think... B. Jeff, we'll go fund you for whatever you need.
1: <laughs> just swipe right, Jeff. Just swipe right. <laughs>
3: you
1: least, should be getting carpal least, tunnel that you're <laughs> swiping right so much. At
0: least at least Tim's suggesting something that doesn't cost money. I'm just like, if you need money, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's two types of people in this world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying he needs to pay for it, but if he needs to pay
3: for it... So we're going to have the barely on topic um, uh, GoFundMe to pay for my... uh... For 80, the Bruins 80, going for, for, 82 for, 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 82, no. for 82 regular season games and my um, 16 playoff games. Okay, and we'll wait, the cup. No, and I'll probably get an STD. So, yeah, okay. Well, you know, another cup.
0: No, you won't get an STD because we'll make sure you're nice and safe. But also, I, I was only safe for this week.
1: <laughs> oh. I mean, if you want to do it for the full season,
3: we can go for a freaking undefeated <laughs> season here. You know, I what? mean, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to fuck my way to an undefeated season, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the good of the team.
0: Okay, right, that, that poses a very interesting question for our, our listeners. Would you participate in that GoFundMe campaign? Just yes or no? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, lady, this is the sexy schedule talk guy. You, you don't want a chance to miss this.
2: Yeah, you may not need to participate in the GoFundMe, but you may want to participate in the in the endeavor. Oh, my which, God, which that end- is such a great that is so great. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Tim's right. It is the sexy schedule talk, man.
1: I mean, come on now.
2: Is that a pun, Tim? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Almost oh, will gin and tonic all over my computer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> oh, whenever I can get somebody leave, I'm going to try.
1: We're <laughs> doing uh, <laughs> the Lord's work, VA. <laughs> we are. We
0: are. If you don't think I'm one of the guys at this point, I don't really know <laughs> what you're thinking. <laughs> so fucking dainty I am. Anyway, yes. If you are willing to participate in that endeavor, tweet at us, tweet at Jeff. Let's get it done. <laughs>
1: Send him an awesome gif and just let him know that hey, I'm
2: ready. <laughs> You know, what are we I... going to call this episode now? <laughs>
1: the road to 82 and 0. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the re-
0: the road to 82 and 0. Oh, oh, oh.
3: You mean me? come on it's, now. It's it's, it's 98 and 0 We're talking a, we're, we're talking a perfect playoffs run too here. <laughs> oh, True. Yeah. Road.
0: I am not doing that again guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> Habs three times in that that week span and everybody should just get laid yes let's do it
2: was that our sexy (laughs) schedule talk of the week
0: (laughs) no we haven't done sexy schedule talk in a while i thought about asking jeff to do that and then i totally forgot because there are what i have
3: done there's a lot of schedule to work with here Well, no, uh, you could have,
0: like, you could have talked about important dates during the Bruins' summer. You can do that next time. I mean, you can tell us one really important date this this week It's coming up if you want to use your sexy schedule time.
3: Well, well, listeners, we have (laughs) the Agent Frenzy coming up this coming Saturday, July 1st, Canada Day, where the takes are, oh, so hot, and the deals the deals are not
2: <laughs> I want you all to know the keyboard that's sitting in my lap is moving but my hands are above my head
1: join the endeavor ladies join it
0: Thank you for that, Jeff. I'm sorry, I seemed disrespectful. <laughs> I enjoy sexy schedule talk. I do. Hey,
3: that was it. that was off the seat in my pants too. That one I, I worked out well.
0: It worked out very well.
3: It was not quite the Western Canada road trip one, because that's a high watermark that I'll never meet again. But uh <laughs> <laughs> So yes, the so- direct.
0: You know what? We're going to talk about Jeff's favorite thing right now, <laughs> other than rocks and the draft.
3: It's that uh, wonderful time of the year that those of us that watch junior hockey uh, get to get excited about. Um, you, you for mean, starters,
0: you, you you hockey nerds. Right. I got it.
3: Yes. Because you're totally not a hockey nerd, too. Yeah.
0: No, I, I just my nerdism in a different way.
3: Anyway, so for starters, in great news... Halifax Mooseheads' great Nico Hishier Hishie went first overall, and import- which meant, importantly, and I was excited about this. He's a devil. I'm okay with that. I don't like the Devils, but you know what? It means he's not a fucking flyer. Thank you, Ray Shero, for not picking Noel- M- Nolan Patrick, because I would have cried.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: This guy would not. I would have been upset that Hishier was a was a flyer, but- not necessarily because he's uh, for sure a better player than Patrick. I don't know. I've never seen Patrick play because he plays in the WHL. But because I would have been upset that a player I like was in the Flyers.
0: Right, right. That you were upset about that possibly happening, and it didn't happen. But I think that the Devils missed their opportunity in, in drafting Owen Tippett, because they could have had somebody who looked like he was the spawn of Satan.
3: True. Owen... Tippett, that's what it was oh and Tippett's the one that's like the gingerest of all gingers right right
1: right yeah his his hair was on fire
2: (laughs) uh so my two things on the draft here uh friend of the show ben is going to be really happy and frequent partaker of the show ben uh we didn't draft a single player under five under six feet so no diminutive forwards in this draft so good job ben That, that means
3: no kyler yamamoto
2: and I'm pretty sure at this point the brain trust of the for the draft here just wants to see what Jack can do saying funny last names. Possibly. Because yeah. I'm intrigued by that in the future here. And on that note, this has been fun. I've missed you all very much. Have a good rest of your night, guys. Right.
3: Okay. So okay. So beyond that, I guess on to the Bruins component of the draft. Um, in the first round, so 18th overall, uh, while there were a lot of good forwards on the table, uh, the Bruins uh, picked... Uh, Urho Vakanainen. Urho
0: Vakanainen.
3: Urho Vakanainen. What'd you call me?
0: <laughs> Why don't you stick it up your Urho Vakanainen? Which, uh, you know, his last name, according to somebody who tweeted at Wasinski, and this may or may not be true, but I think it's funny. And oh, by the way, this guy who tweeted at him was a Finn, said that uh, Vakanainen meant Horizontal woman.
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> that plays <laughs> that plays into our perfect
3: season.
0: <laughs> now that we've ruined it for you, Jeff, go on.
3: So, 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 Savakanainen. So um, just sort of general essential stats. He's uh, he's, 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 he's barely a ninety-nine birthday, January first, um, uh, nineteen ninety-nine. He's a six foot one hundred eighty, uh, six foot one hundred uh, eighty-seven pound um uh, defenseman who just finished his second year in the the SM Liga, so he's been playing pro against grown men for two years already, since he was 16. Uh, Doesn't put up a lot of points, supposedly a really fucking good skater. Uh, Was ranked 8th overall for European skaters by Central Scouting, which incidentally, Central Scouting, go fuck yourself by splitting the the Euro and the North American skaters, I'm fucking done with this shit. And sort of bounced all over the place depending on the list of other ranking systems, but generally speaking, 18th is probably approximately the average he comes, he shakes out at. Uh, one group I don't know if I'm not familiar with, McKean's Hockey, had him ranked at 13th hmm. across the board. Apparently he's a skater that's been, that's been being uh, talked about in Finnish um, hockey circles since he was 12. Hmm. And so, yeah, he's been, you know, he's tall, he's a fast skater, His um... Uh, Apparently there's some work on his offense. His puck handling can do an improvement, but all the tools are there. So he needs to get his toolbox in order. Hopefully uh, it's a better process than the Joe Morrow experience. <laughs> he needs to a craft Worst sport. prog rock band imaginable.
0: <laughs> Wasn't there a Tuca connection? I thought there was a Tuca Yes,
3: I'm getting there. His, so, 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 dad was Tuca's coach when Tuca was a kid.
0: Oh, he's got a new buddy.
3: <laughs> Tuca's got himself a new thing.
0: That's the first thing that I said. I'm like, oh, tuka has got a new buddy.
3: So, um, you know, on the whole, left shot defenseman, I wasn't necessarily an area I was certain the team needed, but uh, maybe they're not seeing a top four potential from either Lazon or Zaboro or even Lindgren. I don't know. So the team felt this was a, this was a position they needed. They felt he was the best player. He's not flashy, as I uh, tweeted. Uh, um, I retweeted something from Kirk Lodikey and mentioned, "It's like, okay, so this is not a sexy pick by any measure, but it seems like a, a safe one. Uh, high floor, possibly low ceiling. At 18th, that's not bad. You know, mid first round pick, you want to be secure that you're going to get your value. Hmm. Now that said, there were forwards on the board that I would have liked to have seen us go take a run at. Uh, Veselainen would have been nice. Um, uh, left, uh, left wing power forward. Eli uh, Tolvanen. Uh, right wing, who went quite late in the, in the first round, or um, uh, Kyler Yamamoto, who's a diminutive, um, slightly shorter than, than Brad Marchand, but a fun, shifty player. We didn't get any of them. It's okay. Vakan Island seems like a perfectly reasonable pick.
0: How much did the Finns win this draft? There was a lot of
3: Finns picked. It's like yeah. a record.
0: Yeah, I declared them the winner on the first night of the draft, but they went on to win the other rounds as well.
3: Between um, um, between Finnish Finnish between Finns that were North American skaters and Finns that were actually still playing in Finland, yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, lots of them. lots of them, and and here I was to just thinking that they only play goal <laughs> in my head. I know it's not true, but in my head, it's like they always just ice goaltenders all the time.
3: Across the board, I mean, that's one of the things they're known for is is good is the strong goaltender development, right? But yep. um. They've been pretty good. Like Their junior and their development systems have been really strong in recent years. Now, I guess Wakanainen was part of these under-18 and uh, Ivan Plinka tournament uh, teams that sort of were unimpressive, as well as the under-20 team, I believe, as well that really fell on its face. But, uh, oh, I take that fucking back. So he was on, the last two years, he was on the, the under-18 world junior gold and silver medal teams. The under, he was on the under-20 team this year that didn't do so well. That's it. Throw him back. Give him back. Hey, 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 They lost to the U. They, 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 they didn't do so well, but the U.S. won that world. Won the under-20s this year. Remember? It was a good thing. You know, so. Okay, he can stay.
0: Yes, <laughs> maybe.
3: God. Um, so, yeah. You know, he sounds like a pretty good pick. And from there, we got a little over the place. But what you pick up as we go through this is that the theme for the Bruins this draft was safe. steady. Not, not a lot of flash. In the second round, we also had another dad connection. Oh! So so our, our second round pick, uh, Jack's, uh, my Jack Stundica, uh, a Canadian um, uh, centerman. 6'1", 174 pounds, so he's a little fucking skinny. But, you know, you can work on that. He's only 18. Plays for the Oshawa Generals. Had a okay, but like generally lackluster season. You know, 52 points in 64 games in the OHL at 17 18s not a great stat line. But then he scored 15 points in 11 games played in the, in the OHL playoffs.
0: I would love it if he could do that all year round.
3: And then followed up with the Canada under with the World Junior Under 18 uh, tournament with three goals and three games for Canada. So, so there appears to be a, a, a you know people like you know people like to talk about these things, but you know there appears to be a a, a clutch a, a, a clutchness compete level thing going on here with him. Crazy isn't if you will. Um, but he sounds like he's you know is a reliable two way defenseman. Um, I think Kirk Ludicky, in an article he wrote today on Scouting Post, made an analogy. He said he's you know he's there's a uh, certain amount of uh, of Jacob carlson Carlsonness to him. Maybe did I see that here? No, it was someone else that made that analogy. But he's a jack of all trades. So a good, a good third, a good third line center type. Potentially.
0: You said he was a jack of all trades.
3: I did, yes. Well, he is a stud. <laughs> <laughs> so, took him 53rd overall. It puts him ahead on most of the ranking systems, apart from ISS, compared to his ranking position, but it's pr- pretty reasonable. He had basically the is that he rose in a lot of private rankings based on that on that playoff performance.
0: Well, I guess because he's a stud, there are a lot of private rankings on him. I'm sorry, oh. I just
1: can't help it. The road to the perfect season continues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
3: uh, so we didn't have a third round pick, of course, because that was the that trade that we don't one of those trades that we don't talk about on this show.
0: You know what? I'm just. Can I just say what I I think I, I think I summed it up on the website this week when I said like, look, you know what? People make mistakes. They think they want some kind of project. It doesn't always work out. It's okay. A third rounder is not
3: the end of the world. Sweeney owned that mistake and didn't make it again.
0: Right, and you'll fucking
3: stop. All
0: right. That does remind me of something that happened at the draft that I would like to talk about, but it, uh, I think we should go through the rest of the stuff.
3: Okay, so I'll try to move these other ones quicker. So fourth round, we drafted a goalie, uh, Jeremy Swayman. A uh, goaltender from the, the Sioux Falls Stampede in the USHL. He's uh, he's um, uh, born in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Future Maine Black Bear great. Wow, he was <laughs>
0: born in Alaska.
3: I didn't know. That. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking balling, right? You can't wait
1: to get to Maine till the weather warms up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> not stiller, but decent numbers. Um, nine four one for his uh, save percentage, and a not and a two nine zero goals against for a. Uh, for the Sioux Fall Stampede, but they were a bad US um, club in the USHL this year, so it's probably a better club, a better goalie than, than that. Than those next outline suggests. Supposed to be an athletic type, so uh, interesting to see what happens. We got a this is project time because he starts um, in Maine in the fall, so no rush. You know, right now we still depending on what the team actually decide, ends up doing with Malcolm. They have three AHL and, and blow level pro goalies at the moment, so. No rush. He can do take his time, just like you know McIntyre did. Because McIntyre, we did, you know, went back was four years from his draft before his signing. So, now that said, I have a suspicion drafting another goalie does it maybe to me makes me feel like we're going to see something Malcolm related. I have have this suspicion we're not going to qualify him. I'd like to be wrong, but I just think it's going to happen. Poor Malcolm.
0: Poor Malcolm.
1: Anyway. Oh, man, he could have been, What could have been with him? I know.
0: Having I know. Subban was... is a special thing. It really is.
1: And I still love his goalie mask, the bear skeleton reaper. Man, so badass.
0: I just love those all black pads that he was wearing. Man, like with the gold stripe down the side. But man, that was fucking fearsome.
3: Better well, than the all whites that almost everyone wears.
0: Yeah, like you know, it's like this guy is not afraid to do his own thing, and I like that. But you know what? Let's. I'd rather have the eulogy on Malcolm when we know what's really going on. So
3: that's perfectly fair. Yes. So, in the uh, sixth round, we drafted from the Saint John Sea Dogs uh, one uh, Cedric Pare, oh. who looks like a bad Photoshop of Berkey and Spooner.
0: It, unbelievable! Like unfucking believable! Like if you thought, hey, can somebody put these two together in a mashup? It, it looks just like them, and it's creepy weird.
1: Especially the one that I saw online with him with long hair. Oh, my gosh. That oh, that was the worst. If
0: he does the sunning thing on his hair or bleaches it or something and goes blonde when he goes down to Providence. Oh, my gosh. should
1: call God. him up immediately.
0: Oh, my <laughs> God. So, like, wait a minute. Okay, how old is Bergy? Bergy's going to be 30, 32 in a couple of, like, a, yes. in a few weeks. Right? So, for him to, like, I don't know how old. Guys have to
3: be to be like, but maybe he, Bergie is his dad. Does Spooner have a sister? Yeah, does Ryan Spooner have an older sister?
0: Hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Burgie
3: knocked up Ryan Spooner's older sister
0: or younger sister, sister of some kind.
3: Younger <sighs> sister would be like five then.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Mom. Older
3: sister. Oh, <gasps> older sister. He, he, or mom.
0: Oh my god. burgie like, inseminated... A
3: 14-year-old old Bergy impregnated Spooner's mother. Spooner's mom has got it going on. <laughs> I love Stacy's
0: mom, so that would be so funny. <laughs> Cedric Paré. Uh, he looks- not,
3: a, not a big scorer. Yeah, he's a big dude. 6'2", 205 pounds. He's built like a brick house at 18.
0: <laughs> he's not a big scorer, but I'm sure his dad was.
3: Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> um yeah so he, he only put up 16 points in 64 games with the sea dogs which were a very good club this year this is of course his uh, Jakob uh club in the in the queue but yep. um for what I understand he was it was a deep team that he was buried buried on like I saw the sea dogs play a couple times this year and I don't remember I recognize the name but I don't remember him at any point I guess this coming year he's probably going to be the first or second line center so more <clears> opportunity <throat> we'll see how it plays out He's I mean, not destined to be Jimmy Hayes, is what you're saying?
0: No.
1: Um,
3: I mean, he's only six two. He's still shorter than I am, but you know, I'm a freak. So
0: he's hmm. a
1: big kid who can't score. That's why I made the
0: Jimmy Hayes comparison. Ah, but Jimmy Hayes is like huge and can't score. Fact. Yeah,
3: you know, except the <laughs> Basketball Pro League. Aside, the freaking Wings just drafted Jimmy. You mm-hmm. j- drafted a Jimmy Hayes clone eighth overall. Let's all laugh at the Wings.
0: Huh. <laughs> really? Wow.
3: Michael Rasmussen can't score with shit at 5-on-5. It was all power play on my net mouth stuff, and it's because he's 6'6", 220, playing against (laughs) 16-year-olds. (laughs) <laughs> Better score in front. Yes. So we had two picks in the seventh round. The first one was a pick we got from Florida last year in exchange for our uh, seventh round pick. And uh, Victor Bergland, six-foot defenseman, 165, so he's a skinny fucker. But apparently, according to accounts, um, this was actually something Scott Bradley said in uh, press appearance. Of course, Scott Bradley ran the draft as he's uh, working as our, uh, as our um, uh, director of scouting at the moment. Said that basically the entire the Euro, specifically the Swedish Swedish scouting staff. So basically, um, uh, uh, PJ Axelsson and his and his staff were freaking streets ahead for this guy. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. He um uh, he's only been ble- he's sort of bounced back and forth between Moto Junior and Moto uh, in the Pro League, which is of course only in the the Swedish B League because they got relegated a year ago. So in the um, and uh, Alsvenskan hello Moto where he had 12 games played and he had an assist but he's tiny he's still 17 he doesn't turn now. he doesn't turn 18 to August so oh wow anyway apparently apparently and you know here's the thing about Pevin is he um uh, scouting is what got us pasta. It's what found Emil Johansson in the seventh round that same draft, who's looking like he may actually be some sort of player. It's what found uh, Juno Kopanen, who last year didn't sound that impressive, but then had a killer year this last year in the um, Finnish B in the Finnish B League. So, if uh, if, uh, if if Teben and our and the rest of our um, Euro scouts say this guy's this guy's worth picking, and it's only the seventh round, so fuck it, whatever, game the fuck on. And our final pick was um, uh, Daniel Bukash. Uh, Daniel Bukash. Uh, I, uh, a Czech. Bukash, <laughs> Bukash, you. Daniel Bukas. rather large, 6'5, 187 pounds. So still a little stringy, but it can, he's 6'5. Um, a Czech uh, defenseman. Just played as uh, first season in North America, playing for the Brandon Wheat Kings. You know what? It's a seventh round pick. You do what you got to do. Everyone seems to be pretty happy with this pick he had 17 points for the wheat kings He apparently really turned it on late in the season and people in brandon are really excited from coming back next year based on his final having finally adjusted to north american game and as he matures into his height but again seventh round pick all in all i can't complain about this draft i have one criticism and it's not about what the bruins drafted it's what the bruins didn't do there's some prominent things that they didn't take care of we still have ryan spooner Mm -hmm. I did not expect to leave the draft weekend with Ryan Spooner still a Bruin. I'm not anxious to see him go. I just want it done with because we know it's happening.
0: Do we know it's happening or do we think that Cassidy might want to give him a full year?
3: (sighs) Cassidy was scratching him in the fucking playoffs.
0: Well, that's because he was acknowledging that uh, the power play opportunities weren't there and that right now, for some reason, Ryan Spooner's uh, only really useful there.
3: Part of the problem, though, is Ryan Spooner is also... um, eligible for arbitration and because of his scoring totals the last two seasons i think he would get a much he would get a larger reward in arbitration than he's actually likely worth
0: all right so we gotta get rid of him
3: and i'd rather play uh jfk anyway
0: well look you know what part of what we do is we discuss things we don't always have to agree on everything but we discuss it
3: Uh, Again, i don't really want ryan spooner to go i just expect it and i just want it done with if it's gonna happen
0: yeah because it seems like at this point it's like well what are you waiting for
3: Yes, exactly, and there are teams that need centers now, right? Especially like after after the frickin' Rangers traded um, uh, Derek Stepan. Oh, yeah. Their yes. top center, their top centers are now Zabanajad, Kevin twenty twelve pack a day based on his voice uh, Hayes, and then like JT Miller. They they need a they need a, a, a second a, a, sec, a two three center there centerman there badly. Hmm. Everyone knows the Wild need a third line center. That's why they paid a fucking ransom for, for Martin Hensel. You know, there's other teams that need centers. There's market for their odds on um, uh, Mike Fisher's retiring, so Nashville could use a centerman.
0: I don't think that ne- that Mike Fisher's retiring
3: yet. Well, maybe, maybe not. Okay, but uh, Poyle's been also very clear that you know he's he's keeping an eye on it, depending on what happens with with Fisher.
0: Poyle is downright fucking ruthless. And in a way, I kind of like it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I have a feeling that Fisher, one or two years or something like that. If he's not happy with a one year, then he's going to go somewhere else, I think.
3: Two years would be a shitty contract to give him because he is like 37. Yeah. And it's not like he's, you know, two other certain 37-year-old centermen on the market. Because the other two happen to be... Joe Thornton and Patrick Marleau, who are exponentially better players even now than Fisheries, let alone over the duration of their careers.
0: I know. I know. But I think there are other things at work.
3: We'll see. I don't know, this one of the things Bruins didn't do this weekend was uh, there was no trade for a left-shot defenseman.
0: Yeah, I, I really thought that Ryan Spooner can be packaged up in something for Scandela.
3: Yeah, it sort of sounded now... This is something I sort of alluded to much earlier in the recording. We talked earlier about how, how the uh, Vegas Golden Knights have a shit ton more defensemen than they can ever ice. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, they only drafted two right-shot defensemen. Um, one of their left-shot defensemen is a guy that's reportedly been being shocked a bit, but but, but several of the teams that were asking after him are on his no-trade list, namely Toronto and Montreal and every other Canadian team besides the one that he'd been drafted from, which of course can't trade for him, that being Ottawa. I'm referring to of course uh, of Mark Mathal,
0: Mark Nine Fingers Mathal, huh?
3: Yeah, well you know Mark Frodo nine there. Fingers. <laughs> well, you see now now Frodo here is is known to be a solid left shot defenseman. Yes, I'm going to call him Frodo for the rest of this discussion because he's only got nine fingers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like Mark um... you, my, Nine Fingers myself <laughs> because he's <laughs> in Vegas.
3: <laughs> So so I don't know and who knows maybe we're also on his um uh, on his no trade on his no trade list it's a 10 team team list so he might be but uh he's got uh, 4.9 million for the next two years he's 32 so he was a little on the older side but one of the reasons for wanting to trade for a left shot defenseman was that um after this coming year, we only have one signed, and that's of course Troy Crew, because uh, Chara is uh, entering the last year of his contract, and of course he will end the season at forty-one. Maybe he resigns, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's able. Maybe he's able to keep playing. Maybe he wants. Maybe he doesn't want to. We don't know. So one of the reasons, and I've understood this all along, for acquiring a solid lefty was not only to lessen Chara's minutes. Hags can shut the fuck up about, about, about putting Krug in quote-unquote the third-pairing role where he's more comfortable. No, no. Troy Krug is a number-one defenseman by every fucking measure. Go fuck yourselves, Joe Haggerty.
1: And anyone else that says otherwise.
3: Yes. Barcloth sort of fits that, that perfectly because, say Char does retire, you've got one more year on, and while he would be 33, he would slide right into a second-pairing lefty situation. Pair him with Charlie McAvoy so you have the so you have stay-at-home with, with the offensive gun. So, what I would think for to get Mathew from 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 uh, Vegas would be something like okay yeah, they they need more, more right defense because again they only have Colin Miller and Derek Engeland. This could be an avenue to get rid of McQuaid's contract. McQuaid and a pick or McQuaid and Spooner's rights. McQuaid Spooner's rights and a low and a late pick. This is exactly the sort of thing that that Vegas wants to be. needs to be. needs to do. And it's the kind of player they actually need. What do you think? I think I think everyone does well in a trade in this scenario, assuming the Bruins are not on uh, on the those um, uh, no trade list. I like
0: Scandella better. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sold. Why not? I don't know. Could be my blind are... hatred of the Senators and all their players, past and present. It could be I that yeah, um... you're
3: asking. Yeah, you're advocating trading for Marco Scandella. You hate the Wild with the fire with a passion that the Wild shouldn't in, in, induce in anyone. Because they're the fucking wild.
0: But I'm willing to forgive him because he's got a great name that we can make so many puns of. <laughs> it makes no sense. I'm totally irrational because I should not want somebody that Tim can make all the puns on. But I don't know. I I don't know if I want to trade for a 33-year-old defenseman and give up somebody like Spooner and stuff.
3: Well, or. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to involve Spooner. The main thing I'm thinking is, is you know, like next year's second and Adam McQuaid. Adam McQuaid's partly to make the roster space and salary work. Basically, we trade McQuaid in a second, take on another $1.15 million in salary, which is most of what we save when inevitably we waive we wave Jimmy Hayes in October.
0: But Vegas um, already <laughs> didn't want McQuaid.
3: Ah, but McQuaid and a second.
0: I don't know. I'm not, I don't I think have that's, any really good reasons for
3: why. He, he fits the description of, of what they want apart from his age. This is the only... Quibble. But basically what that does is line him up approximately with the timelines where we could hopefully see guys like Lauzon and Zaborro or O'Gara or Grizz or Lindgren or, hang on, i got to bring it up again, Vakanainen, potentially be in a position to compete for a roster spot because he's right. got two more years. Anyway, I just think that, that, that if that Mark Matho checks a lot of the boxes that the Bruins are looking to fill right now.
0: I don't know, Tim. What do you think?
1: I mean, it, it makes sense. It does. I would personally go try to go a different avenue um, with a left-shot defenseman. I really have kind of warmed up to the idea of somehow getting rid of McQuaid's contract and signing Brendan Smith because I, for whatever reason, really want him as that left-shot defenseman on the third line.
3: I mean – I would like to see Brendan Smith there. I, and actually, Brendan Smith will probably will probably be a rare case of getting fair value in free agency. But still, there's not a lot of defensemen on the market. And I just, I, anyway, you don't have to agree. I just think that that would be a good move for for Boston and for. Vegas.
1: I mean, they could do worse. That's the thing. I mean, it's not like I'm totally against the idea, especially if it gets rid of
3: McQuaid and his contract. But, um, yeah. And remember it's not that the Vegas didn't want McQuaid; it's that Colin Miller was available, and of course they wanted Colin Miller more.
0: Yeah, I still don't think they want McQuaid, so it's fine.
3: <laughs> McQuaid did just have an extra, a really good season, though. Like he was a top half dozen or so possession defensemen in the league this season. think Tori Krug is a number one by every fucking measure. Yeah. But um, if
0: GMs are supposed to be so smart. They'll realize why that happened. So, and unless they have a player like that, they know that that's, they're not going to get the same result. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what the problem, uh, how to solve the drones uh, lefty problem.
3: I mean, it's the third pairing lefty for next year. It's not a problem. It's just about having a, succession strategy for the year after
0: Jeff what you've said has been so wonderful and great and you are so wise and
3: I put a lot of thought into this and your disinterest has really upset me is what I'm saying
0: (laughs) I'm sorry Jeff I can't make this show four hours long (laughs) <laughs> I can't. I am so sorry. Um, you can talk about all you want. I'll just, um... I don't have any good answers for you. I don't. <laughs> don't. I don't. For all the thought that you've put into it, I have put no thought into it. I'll be honest with you. I just haven't. I, I thought... Scandela sounded great. Yes, let's get him. And for totally stupid, bogus reasons. I... I don't know, Jeff. Like, sometimes I don't think that way. I, I put a lot of effort into a lot of things today, but not that. And for that, I apologize. Acceptance. Okay, so you want thought, and I don't have a really Not real
3: expressly, support. I'm just saying he mm-hmm. feels a... Feels fills a need. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see where it goes. There's a lot of moving parts. I think the next week will bring more clari- Will bring some clarity. You know, I mean, they can still buy out players for a few more days. So who knows what'll happen with, with Hayes or Bolesky. Buying out Hayes would be a poor choice. He makes a little enough. He can bury most of it. But yeah, we'll see.
0: Can, can we just shit on a couple of things for a little
3: bit? Sure. You got in mind.
0: Well, first of all, the NHL awards, I've come to agree uh, to... Now, come. I've come to the conclusion about the NHL awards that they should just stop having a program. Just no program. Just give out the awards. Do a webcast. Who gives a fuck? Just stop it. Because, you know, the NHL does the production on the draft so much better. Because it's just like, hey, we have a bunch of draftees. And we draft people. And we put jerseys on them. And it's pretty simple. And everything goes smoothly. And it's not boring. I mean, I didn't really watch too much yesterday. I watched an hour yesterday. But, you know, got things to do. I can Uh But anyway, but what I'm saying is is like that they do that really well. They do the award show terribly in and it was it's torture to watch. And I love seeing uh, Darkie get the Selkie, but I really hate the whole award show. So they should just stop doing it. But I just want to say one thing about the draft. And you did not see this, Jeff, and you should be very glad that you didn't see this. I don't know if you saw this, Tim. When Chicago finally made its first pick after trading down. They invited everybody on the stage. I know it was in Chicago. I get it. They, they, Quenville wasn't there for whatever reason, but the whole organization. I
3: buy them, a mustache wax. Sure.
0: <laughs> Jonathan Taves came up. Patrick Syphilitic Dix Kane came up. You know, all those people. <laughs> and it took five minutes to get everybody on the fucking stage before they even made the pick. Don't do that. It's really easy. Don't do that anymore. I don't care who the home team is. If it were my Boston Bruins, I wouldn't want them to do that. I don't need to see Patrice Bergeron and Zdeno Chara or whoever on the stage. Just make your pick. Do it like you usually do. Just make the pick. Really simple.
1: See, I think the NHL should kind of take the playbook from a few different sports in terms of the draft and the awards. In terms of the awards, I think they should kind of Go, do it like baseball does. All baseball does is they really announce it. And then before a home game, the player is presented with the trophy in front of his home crowd. And, I mean, that's that works out really well for them. And in terms of the draft, they should, I think they should kind of push it more towards the NFL where the player himself, the, the uh, commissioner of a league, give a jersey, have your picture up with them, that's it. I think if they kind of combined those two things, they'd do a lot better.
0: I, I think that honestly, the NHL draft goes really quickly, goes smoothly. You know, yeah, they did spend three and a half hours on the on the first round alone, but it goes even smoother than the NFL draft for me. But anyway, that's my one thing about that. I just wanted to say. And two, what the fuck was up with the Penguins trading for Ryan Reeves? <laughs> 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 like i read that on twitter i'm like no and then they announced it there on the draft i'm like no well
3: because it affected the first round pick yeah. we have a trade to announce
0: no no but what i'm saying like, <laughs> my, my thing is it's like i'm like what in what universe is ryan reeves and other things worth this first round pe- pick I, I just, like... Like, I know after Sidney Crosby had a hard time during the playoffs because people said bad things to him. I'm sorry, that was really mean. I know that Sidney Crosby had a, a hard time during the playoffs. He was dicking around with the uh, Ben and stuff like that. But really? Seriously? You have to go get a
3: goon? I mean, they gave it's him... Not a having vision. a goon just got them two fucking cups.
0: Yes! That... Okay, thank you. You summed it up perfectly. I, no I have, goon, two cups. Look, I... I when i had never heard of ryan reeves i was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt then i watched him play and you know what that guy is a fucking goon okay
3: and, and here's the th- here's the thing if they just traded for ryan got acquired ryan reeves no big deal it's they gave up a decent center pros- bottom 6 center prospect and they traded down 20 picks a pick that became klim costin who is one of the best rated forward prospects in europe um, he fell because a Russian and b he had a shoulder injury, and your injury that really fucked up his season. Mm. Notice I list Russian first. Yeah, hey, I'm even guilty of that. What in the actual fuck? Like, like it's not, it's not. Yeah, okay, I, I could, I could say, okay, fine. They think they need protection, picking up right. You could do a lot worse for a goon than Ryan Reeves. Absolutely, yes, I will agree. I will concede that point, but at that cost, yeah. I don't they, get it. They give up they give up a decent bottom six centerman, which incidentally they because their bottom their third and fourth line centers are both UFAs that are not re signing because Matt Cullen is three hundred and fifty six years old and Nick Benito is gonna cost more than they can afford to re sign.
0: And he drinks cheap champagne.
3: Yes he does. Yes he does. And he blocks you for and, it. And and and, and Clint Costin has been compared favorably to guess who Evgeny Malkin.
0: Evgeny Malkin.
3: Why? You know, a comparison that I would think, if you're if you're, you know, say Jim Rutherford, would look pretty fucking good because you got a familiarity with that sort of play. Um, I don't know. You're Malking me crazy here. He
0: just fell in love with uh, Ryan Reeves' good
3: looks. I guess. I guess, I don't know. I don't know. i just I just don't I don't get it. I, and then the note of trades that don't that I don't get there was an assortment of other ones you on, on that happened during the day on Friday they're just like What?
0: Oh yeah, Yarmerson to um, Coyotes. Arizona
3: for um, uh, for Connor Murphy. Connor Murphy's uh, not great. Yalmerson is up, uh, is observably the much better defenseman. Um, they have about the same cap hit. It's just Murphy signed for a lot longer. Apparently, Bowman's justification was exactly that: if he didn't think he could afford raises on Yalmerson and Panarin in two years, so all time I'll get I'll acquire two lesser players with the same dollar amount, but for longer. Have the other trade, of course, being reacquiring Brandon Sod. Sod.
0: Yes, and because
3: Cain and Taves basically complains like we want Sod back. We liked him.
0: Yes, yes. I I was going to say that too, but I was also going to say, did you know they called Panarin the Bread Man?
3: Yeah, Panera, Panarin.
0: Panarin. Okay. I I I, I, <laughs> I get it, but it's kind of like why don't you just call him bread you know like that that guy he's just bread
3: on a on a bread related thing I uh, I've long imagined a scenario where the Bruins where, where several Bruins have gone to to uh, Panera for for lunch and Tuca was um, inordinately excited because he thought they were going to Pantera bread <laughs> 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 So
0: basically, um, you know, another Finnish goaltender got into uh, Stan Bowman's head.
3: Right. Yeah. Pecoruna. big ups to, uh, to Moshinsky for pointing this out. Pekaruna drove him insane. <laughs> Good. I like it. I'm all and for it. And P.K. Subban apparently drove Jim Rutherford nuts, too, based on the... On the reefs trade.
0: Good, good, good. I love it. I love it. You know.
3: You're doing, you're, you're fucking everyone's day up there. Their they their preds. Keep it up, boys. Hmm.
0: Thank you, David Poyle, for your ruthlessness and and cunning. So I'm just glad that that <laughs> it made for an entertainment entertaining uh, Friday to see all that shit happened, uh, happen. Lots of stuff happening.
3: And then the other one was the Rangers basically decided they're not going to compete next year because they now no longer have any... You know, they did trade it to um, Step Step an, and, and, just, just Stepan and Stepan um, uh, and and Ranta, right?
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Right. I for,
3: for, what... for, for, for for openly racist Anthony D'Angelo and uh, a first.
0: Wow, D'Angelo. A first,
3: a, a, He's first it the first that they reached with certainly as well but actually i really agree really, of both those moves i like i like what what arizona did a lot because uh, Stepan Stepan is a really good addition for coyote's really super young uh, centerman core uh Stepan is their start to be to be their number one for the next couple years while um strome dvorak and um uh, keller develop it's a fucking awesome move for arizona i'm really impressed
0: Let's talk about Chiarelli for a little bit. First of all, I'm glad that he's not the GM anymore for the Bruins.
3: Um, yes, yes. So so he um on, uh, had a couple of uh, eminently Shirely, uh moves. Now, Jordan Eberle isn't isn't at all it's cracked up to be. He is a solid right wing. He takes games off, takes shifts off, but he scores well and consistently. His underlying numbers are good. And he got traded for straight up for Ryan Strome. That's not a good trade.
0: Mm-mm. No, nope, but that and, was not the
3: end of his day. Oh, yes, yes. So ostensibly at the time, this was, oh, they're generating, they're creating cap space so they can re-sign Dre Saddle and, and and then throw McDavid his inevitable $14 million a year contract. no. No. He
0: did no. the most shireliest thing ever.
3: He signed freaking Chris Russell. Who, to be honest, Chris Russell on short-term and low dollars in your third pairing? I take it. Chris Russell. But $4 million a year for four years with a full no-movement no. clause. The but most that- shirely contract ever, shirely. <laughs> I mean, that's worse than the Seinenberg. Uh, I mean it's identical to the Seidenberg contract except sides it was, it was at the time a much better defense exactly than yeah. Chris Russell has ever Chris
0: been. Uh, Chris Russell had a difficult time getting anyone to take him last year for a one when year, he was
3: when he was expected to be like a four over five
0: yeah well yeah.
3: free agency, yeah
0: yeah so he might have worked out well for you last year, but no movement clause is the biggest part that I have a
3: problem with and so this this makes some um, uh um Shirelli's, uh fourth ever trade with well fourth fifth technically, but I'm not going to count one them because it was nothing trade fourth trade of any substance with garth snow oh my. and um Peter and Pete, I'm gonna suggest maybe you hang up when Garth Snow calls, yeah. <laughs> Because the only one that you've made that actually was any good was um, uh, Yannick Ariandu and um, uh, Mark Cantin for so two you know, dead end prospects for Brian Ralston who was pretty good in his return to the Bruins in his old age and Mar- a- a- and Mike Mattow, who was fine but your others were two sec were Johnny Boychuk for two seconds no. which of course is what started this whole mess that led to your unemployment there John there Pete a first and a second for unambiguous busts. Griffin Reinhardt, who incidentally you lost last week in expansion for fuck all. Yep. And uh, those two, those those picks, of course, became Matt Barzal, and the other one got lumped with another one to trade up and draft Anthony Anthony Beauvillier. Both pretty solid picks on the part of the um, uh, of of, uh, of the Islanders. And then now finally, straight up one for one, Eberle for Ryan Strome.
0: What do you want to bet he wanted Johnny? <laughs> Johnny can come home to Edmonton, just like what he's always wanted to do. It's $7 million per.
3: Yeah. How the fuck did Peter Chiarelli get us a cup?
1: <laughs> when when Garsenal calls or tries to make contact, that's when you say, new phone, who this? <laughs> <laughs>
3: new phone, who this? <laughs> God. Yeah, because like, because Pete, yeah unless, unless he's trying to offload. Again, no. The funniest thing is, you know what? The trade, actually, no, it's not true. The sec- the trade where he got the second shittiest return, but gave up nothing for it was his only win. Again, we've been trading with Snow. And that was the, 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 the Ralston one. Second shittiest return, because, of course, Griffin Reinhardt was just, there's nothing good about that. Way to fucking go, Chia. Shine on you crazy motherfucking diamond.
0: Don't change. Don't you ever change. I mean, really, I don't care because you're not with the Bruins anymore. But yeah, that's, it made for entertaining Friday, going that way. <laughs> the fuck i wish Oh, well, we should have a
3: um that was thursday with that trade but friday was the contract i think
0: yeah friday was the contract the third. Not okay. to mention
1: he came out and said that he would match any offer sheet for Dry or however you say his last name.
0: Dry yeah.
3: And so any yeah, other so basically what you're saying is any so you know their their principal rivalry, Calgary, would be the smart thing for them to do. It would be like, okay, any 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 offer sheet you saying? yours, ten million a year for eight years. Have fun re-signing McDavid, you fuckhead. <laughs> That's what I want someone to do. There <laughs> should be more of this in hockey. <laughs> Fuck shit up, GM. He's already said that too because he's played his card right so you know you're not you know if you if you offer dry that that, that, that that contract you're not going to end up with them i mean if you do you've got done gone fuck yourself over even as guard as great as dry saddle is but it'll be worth it it would be funny as fuck i mean okay no an offer sheet can't be eight years so 10 million a year for seven years sorry eight years can only be on the, 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 the team that currently holds the rights
0: Maybe we That's should we just trade it. Ryan Spooner for Dreadside.
3: Right
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see if we could get him to do that. It doesn't hurt to ask.
3: <laughs> so, Pete, uh, remember Ryan Spooner? Remember Adam McQuaid?
0: <gasps> oh, yeah, throw Adam McQuaid in! Oh, he'd love it. Peter, do you remember Adam McQuaid? I remember. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Doesn't Luke want his buddy's (laughs) bat?
0: Oh my god, that would be so great. Let's do it. One of us has to call up Peter Shirelli and pretend to be Don Sweeney and offer those two. I'm a woman, so it's probably not going to work if I do it, but... (laughs) Hello,
3: it's Don Sweeney here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, Don, how are you doing? Oh, I got to... I was in your honor of your interest to have a Cade Ryan Spinner. (laughs) <laughs> okay, what do you, what do you want you for us? Well, you know, uh, uh, Leander Charles, right to me, okay? So. Oh, well, I might not be good enough. How about a six-round pick? Souls. <laughs> 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 Tell you what, I'll even throw in Joe Moro's RSA rights for you. You seem to like him, too. Oh, oh, yes, I do. Excellent. Good call. <laughs>
0: Perfect. We've got it all solved. Sounds great. Glad we could work on it. See, there, I solved the problem of Adam <laughs>
3: Go to your And here's the thing: is you know what? Suddenly, that trade shows up in, 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 in that that trade form that for a signature shows up for a signature in uh, in in, in inbox. You know he's gonna fucking sign it because who the fuck wouldn't?
0: <laughs> I think it sounds like a great deal. If you ask me, <laughs> now you can sign Connor McDavid for 14 million a year. You get all of these things. That means something to someone. You know how you
3: like your you, you know how you like the contents of whatever someone's desk in exchange for a good player, Peter. So
0: and I get my German.
3: Everybody wins except for Australia,
0: right? And we don't Which want to the win. Which is
3: case most nights.
0: So yes, let's do it.
3: Road to the
1: perfect season. It continues.
0: Exactly. That's all, that's what we're trying to do. Perfect season. So we're almost at three and a half hours.
3: Good luck with that.
0: We should probably take a timeout right now and actually finish up the show.
3: Yeah. So yep. where can you find
0: us? <laughs> That's funny that you should ask because we can be, be found here on SoundCloud, which is where most people find us, on iTunes, on Google Play, Google Play and Stitcher. You can talk to us at uh, Barely On Topic on Twitter. You can find us on Barely On Topic podcast on Facebook and you can try to contact us personally through our Twitter Things, um, yeah. I don't know why I'm always like reluctant to tell everybody what my Twitter handle is.
3: It doesn't really mean anything. Applicants to participate in the um, uh, in the perfect season can, uh, can can feel free to tweet at Doctor Hand Grenade, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or the Wingman Tim Rich eighty eight and I'll forward them. All.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that myself, but I can always forward those to the other two at djba 73 all right tim take us out
1: word